It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I just Zoom bombed some meeting and I was like, who, who are you? They're like, who are you? That's <laughs> so weird. Consequence Podcast Network. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Long Time No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Hey, thanks as always for making your way here Check out the series, of course I do hope you hit that subscribe button So you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out uh, New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday That's three interviews a week to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones, all the usual spots, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of my recent guests have included, uh, I see, Kristen Hirsch of Throwing Muses. We had the uh, director of Expendables 4. Uh, the Breeders dropped in, also talked to the... Producers behind The Morning Show on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, let's see, Baroness, Corey Taylor of Slipknot, actor Michael C. Hall with his band Princess Goes, Leve, Andy Taylor, uh, Duran Duran, uh, Rat Boys, Westlife, Tommy Stinson and the Replacements. That's just uh, some of the recent episodes and what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is Annie Weissman. She is the uh, creator and showrunner of the show Physical on Apple TV+. Now, the show is uh, wrapping up now after uh, three seasons, and we're going to be talking about that. Uh, of course, this is a show that stars Rose Byrne as the character Sheila Rubin, uh, the quietly tormented housewife in 80s San Diego that takes control of her life after finding, uh, really finding an exercise group. So Andy and I are going to talk about the vision she carried about how the show would find its conclusion and what it was like to create and spend time with a flawed character uh, who's in search of redemption, uh, as well as uh, setting the story in the 80s uh, during an era that was, that was still completely unkind towards women. Uh, we'll also hear about uh, one of my favorite characters, Greta, played by uh, Deidre Friel, uh, about her importance to the story and how the series looks at loneliness, well, the loneliness of ambition, I guess you'd say, and of course, the big 80s soundtrack that carries throughout the episodes. All that and more as we discuss physical it's Kyle Meredith with Annie Weissman. Hi there. Season three, the 
final season physical what's a journey it's been and honestly this has been such it's been such an original concept of an original take on 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 i don't know if you i don't know if you what you called the genre i was about to say but yeah but getting to know these characters um but there's something nice i mean i always like the finality of something and know was that always the plan for you to to that it was going to be yeah. sort of um you know uh not not a forever run Oh, absolutely the plan to bring, you know, to, to take her to this finish line. Um, but, you know, in our business, you can plan things all you want, but you don't always get the opportunity to do it. So it was just like thrilling to get to actually kind of realize this, you know, ending for her, um, given where we started her, you know, like the, the kind of slightly harrowing nature of, where she was at in the beginning to kind of really take her somewhere else and to have like the full arc of that, of that experience for her. That was, that was really the plan. And then the surprise to actually get to, to, to execute the plan. So. Now, did you always know where you wanted her to end up? I mean, is that something you discover on the way or, you know, do you have that in the back of your mind from the beginning? Yeah. Well, it's kind of both. I like to say, I mean, ideally, the ideal creative situation for me is to kind of really have some things very, very thought through that, you know, you're getting to, and then also kind of leave room for surprises. And so I knew from the beginning, that first image of her so disconnected from herself, you know, just that beautiful image on the outside and that really dark voice on the inside that I wanted to get her to a place of that felt like recovery to me looking in that mirror again and that was about a a kind of authentic self-acceptance you know which is to me not about this you know kind of bullshit total celebration of yourself all the time that you look in the mirror and are like yes you're amazing you know but just more authentic like looking at herself and seeing a flaw seeing a wrinkle seeing a zit and going little like that but also you know what I've got better things to do with my day and sort of not letting it kind of overwhelm her. And so something more balanced, something more real felt like the goal to get to, and then just like a wild journey to get there is the idea. And, um, and, but I think there were a lot of things that were surprises, a lot of parts of the show relationships that were, um, that ended up just being roads we wanted to go down that were more interesting that ended up, taking up more, you know, happily more space than, than, than we maybe intended. Well, and, and especially, you know, talking about those flaws, because, you know, you realize that really early on for a season, it's like, you know, our hero is very flawed. It's, it's not a typical hero. You know, it's, it's even tough to call her at that point, a hero, because, you know, the, the moments where you're just, they were hard to watch at the beginning and, 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 and for anybody, you know, and hearing about yeah. do that, like sort of buying into the story, which you all did tell so beautifully and, 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 you know, fragile, but with, I don't know, courage, I'm not trying to paint it is too big, but, but seriously, to, to, to be able to, to carry everybody along on a story like this, it's no small feat, but to have your main character, who's going through this, you know, who's, who's going through all of this. Do you find that you're like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think there would be liberation in having a character who's not perfect. Do you find why you're attracted, why you've been attracted to this character over three seasons? Yeah. Well, I think it was, it was telling for me, it was about 
just as a writer digging into what some like dark and authentic feelings of my own, you know, and experiences of my own. They're just being truthful about them. And, you know, the, the, the more truthful and the darker, the more it seemed to connect with people. Um, and I think, but like you said, it was always the goal to tell a redemptive story. You know, the only reason to go through all that is to show that even in like, a, from, starting from a, from a a pretty despairing and hopeless place, there is the possibility of recovery. There is the possibility of, of growth and change, you know, vast growth and change. And so I wanted to be true to that. And in order to do that, you, you kind of got to start, um, start at the bottom and work your way to the top. And, you know, another thing we wanted to really emphasize at the end was that the, in embracing, you know, coming, it was not just about her self-image. It was also about her, you know, role as a woman. And in that moment in 1981, when we started, when believe it or not, women were still, you know, it's still difficult for women to get a, a business loan, you know, without a man co-signing, you know, this, and, and still it's shocking the extent to which, as you look back, this idea of women even exercising was still something really radical and considered very threatening. You know, there were still like op-eds about how if women lift weights, the American family will fall apart and with it, all of America. So, you know, we're talking about a time when these were still very, very challenging, radical ideas. And we take a lot of it for granted now. I mean, that, that exercise is something that can be like the foundation of a healthy life for anybody, but this was not widely understood to be the case in this moment. So we kind of have to see her help be, become one of the kind of prophets of that message. And then in doing so, she kind of finds her own strength and recovery and then and, and, you know, economic power and independence. And then, you know, just being authentic about the cost of that too. You know, I felt like we didn't, we didn't um, leave her in a place where she gets absolutely everything she wants. She definitely recovers and has growth, but there's, but there's um, just realistic about the sacrifices it takes to get there as well. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, 
runny and itchy nose and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Annie Weissman. As far as the other characters, I think about Greta's arc. Yeah. And that's might even be my more, you know, we got our little favorite characters and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think about her and 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 the things that she brings to the story on top of that. And sometimes I go. I wonder if if she would have if, she, if that friend would have said that in the eighties. Like like to me, wish I, I I wonder if if she was an opportunity to bring current uh, conversations, you know, current social structures a little bit more into the past than they would have been present at the time. <laughs> what do you think? Like, give me an example of that. That's interesting. There was always something about her, like she was social forward. And I'm not just talking about the, with the sexuality, because that was also a fun story, but talking about just how to be a person, I think. Right. And like, I grew up on the 80s sitcoms where that wasn't the case, you know, but here's Greta. And she is yeah. this person who seems to have a sense of self, you know, even as she's dealing with her own problems more than anybody in the show. And that's that's what I thought I was like. To me, she says stuff that we're able to say today that I don't know if people were able to say then. That's interesting. I think, you know, when you asked me about what we planned and what we didn't plan, the the role that the character of Greta, and this is like a huge tribute to the actress, Deirdre Friel, who just brought um, so much depth and humor and fun to that role. Um, it, it, got, it was a lot bigger than we had initially plants and it was just something one of those surprises that really grew how important it was and I think I think their conversations and and the way that she kind of challenges Sheila um was really important in the show um I think female friendship is a is a key element of her recovery you know I think anybody who's in any kind of addiction you know connection is sort of the antithesis of 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 addiction you know it it helps loosen its grip and and so she's there to kind of fight for for connection and friendship and she's really dogged and she's really doesn't let go and she's quite stubborn and quite I think I think the way that she's kind of sticks out in the world um that you're mentioning to me is like a lot about um how um you know, she's not from Southern California. She's kind of new. So she doesn't really know the 
she doesn't really know the um the rules and she's not she's also not um she's sort of hopelessly and wonderfully uncool so there's like an opportunity that gives her to kind of state what other people you know wouldn't wouldn't necessarily uh would be too self-conscious to state and um yeah i just i like how she stirs things up in that way she made me feel good every episode. She would make me feel good, you know? It's... Yeah, that's what Deirdre's like as a human being as well. It's just, she's a joy. And, and I love as we get to the end there too, you know, you talk about the connection because it it does seem like one of the questions the show would pose uh, frequently is, you know, do you have to be alone to be successful? Which is yeah. a valid question I think a lot of us ask. And and to find that that, I'm not saying that you did or didn't answer it, but but to show like connection, is so important as a part of this, you know, like that's yeah, like, and, and maybe, maybe that's what you've already said, but you know, as we get, you know, to the finale here and, and the bigger message, is that a part of that bigger message? Yeah, absolutely. I think just being true that, that any kind of big goal, any kind of really big ambition drives you, is going to come at a cost, you know, there are going to be people in your life who pay a price for it. And just kind of being true to that. And I think we absolutely come out on the side of it being worth it, but we also kind of, you know, she registers how there's just always going to be a part of her that feels a little lonely um, in her, in her, um, in, in pursuing her dreams. And then in her friendship with Greta, you see someone who kind of has a little bit the opposite problem of like, there's always going to be a part of her that sacrificed a little bit of herself to her you know, her family and her marriage and keeping that stable as well. So you kind of get to see, see both sides of that. Yeah. It's beautifully done. And with a great soundtrack going the entire time. (laughs) Oh yeah. We had so much fun with the music. I mean, what a, what, how it's, it's, it's such a key part of the time period and, and, and the, and the place too, and the world. So it's, you know, through music and through, great great collaboration with Liza Richardson who um is a fellow lover of this time period and this place of just brought a lot of great ideas and you know of course also I could just dig into my own childhood (laughs) for those ideas as well and I got to make my Janet Jackson dreams come true at the ends as well so that was really exciting for me (laughs) I was gonna say what what was your lane you know like I I know my specific like I loved hearing Susie and the Banshees right at the beginning of season three. Yeah. Sounds, you know, and I was like, like, what, what, do you, what was sort of your lane at the time? Me personally, at that time, I was so much of a pop kid, you know, I just was really, you know, I'd look across the playground at the kids who were listening to Susie and the Banshees with a little like tremor of fear and intimidation um, in their leather jackets while I was, you know, in a cheerleading outfit listening to, um, you know, just absolute pop, you know, just, just and Brit pop, you know, I loved uh, George Michael. I loved Wham. We we have some of that, uh, a fair amount of that in the show too, which I, I still enjoy. And, um and the kind of Tears for Fears and that kind of, yeah, British pop and also the pop divas. I mean, loved Madonna, loved, you know, if can we call Prince a pop diva? Sure. Absolutely. He's so much more. He's sweet, generous. He's Prince. But yeah, I think now with age, I can see like, oh man, I should have crossed the playground and hung out with those cool kids listening to the darker English stuff because I'm sort of rediscovering it all now and loving it. And Susie and the Banshees, I mean, beautiful. Um, a lot of that, that 
we play around with a lot, a lot of the, um, you know, darker Brit pop in the show. And it really kind of, um, it's very resonant. I think it's a good to have that under that, that basis of pop. Mm-hmm. Like, a, and, and, and I, quickly mentioned Japanese breakfast cover of dreams was such a nice surprise on top of that. I'm such a big fan. Uh, yeah. Of- wasn't that beautiful. That was introduced to me again through Liza. I, I, of course I love that song, but I'd never heard that cover and, and um, just a really beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful song. Yeah. And struck the right kind of, there's a poignancy to the tone that it's hard to put into words when a song really, you know, hits, but you just, the emotion comes with it and it's like, that's the one, you know? And if you're lucky enough, you get to use it. And that's, that's the one that makes it. And think of yeah, part exactly. Of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll be right back right after this. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Annie Weisman. So are you the type that continues to think about the characters after afterward? Oh, yeah. I don't have a choice. They're really knitted in my soul now. So I can't help but dream of like, you know, the movie someday. The movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's our latest dream. <laughs> please, uh... please, please. I would love to see it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? It would. Well, uh, honestly, congratulations on such an outstanding show with all this. It's been such oh, a thank you fun so one much. to watch. It really it's has really been. really fun to talk to you about it. I appreciate it. And my thanks to Annie. Physical is out now on Apple TV+. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three interviews a week to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover those new ones at uh, again, you can do so at Spotify, Apple Podcast, at uh, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to WFPK.org. That's the award winning station that I do a show on every weeknight at 6 p.m. Uh, you get, uh, let's see, you get the uh, the coolest music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, music news, we got the best of the new tracks, their anniversary spins. One of my recent episodes uh, featured the music of uh, Foo Fighters covering Prince, played some T-Rex, Grateful Dead, Toad the Wet Sprocket, uh, Eddie Vedder, Green Day, Lydia Loveless, Tom Waits, Bruce Springsteen, Melissa Etheridge, Wilco, Grace Potter. Uh, Tina Turner, Lenny Kravitz, The Killers, David Byrne with Brian Eno, Mitski, Rhiannon Giddens, Jamila Woods, Jewel, Biba Doobie, The Runaways, David Bowie, and my interview with the team behind the movie Landscape with Invisible Hand. 
Just an example of what you get every weeknight at 6 p.m., starting at 6 p.m. at wfpk.org. Consequence, as your music and film news. Of course, you can also find me on the social medias. Uh, they're always, uh, the address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I like looking at prints. That makes me happy. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.